Welcome to Run, Run, Do Tell Us, the mother runner version of the podcast, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I'm Dimity McDowell, and will be a hostess for this evening. We're here at Fleet Feet Sports Spokane in front of a live audience of Bammers. That would be badass mother runners, and we are ready for a memorable evening. Imitation is the most sincere compliment, or something like that. You all know we love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and the host Peter Sagel, a father runner who we had on the podcast in June, so we pretty much just wanted to copy the whole thing. That said, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me centers around the news of the week, and thankfully our beloved sport of running doesn't produce as much daily fodder. The recent mad pooper in Colorado Springs (laughs) is a notable exception. So the material forthcoming is a little less timely and a lot more trivia-like. More importantly, it should be noted, because we found it on various places on the internet, it is all absolutely, positively, 100% true. (laughs) We'll call up contestants for various segments of the show, but before we start, let's meet our panelists. First up, we have Sarah Bowen Shea, who is the co-founder of Another Mother Runner and can be seen next weekend, October 1st, (laughs) going 26.2 in the Twin Cities Marathon. Hello, everyone. Amanda Loudon is the coach of the traditional 10K, 13.1, and 26.2 programs in the Train Like a Mother Club and can be seen this Saturday, two days away, in Spokane running the Happy Girls Half. Yes. (laughs) And finally, we've got Adrian Martini, who is the managing editor of Another Mother Runner and will be running the full half marathon, important to note that, in Corning, New York, next weekend. Good evening, Spokane. What's that? Good Good evening, evening. Spokane. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to start things off with a few questions for our panelists. Adrian, you're up first. Okay, there are quite a few factoids, or quite a few factoids float around the internet focusing on National Runner's Day, which is the first Wednesday in June. That's not the question. Okay. Um, First Wednesday in June. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The 2015 Brooks Run Happy Nation Report polled a total of 1,000 runners from the U.S., Canada, and Germany and came back with a bunch of facts that are quite helpful for situations just like this. One of the questions, this is your question, what do you think is the biggest physical annoyance for runners? I know what it is for me. (laughs) Um, Yes, and I am not the mad pooper, by the way. At least not the one in Colorado. (laughs) Um, Physical annoyance for runners. Now, I have to ask kind of for a hint. Is it gear-related or is it, like, body-related? A little of both. It's caused by the gear, but Mm -hmm. it's on the body. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Socks that are all bunchy and weird. No? No. What do you think, Sarah? Chafing. Oh, you guys. So chafing is what we think is the right answer? Oh. Yes. Um, blisters. Oh. Again, random factoids found on the internet. So, um, <laughs> blisters was at 43%. Okay. GI distress, we can intimately relate to that, yes. right? Yes. Adrian? Yes. 32%. Yes. Chafing I would... came in at a mere 14, yeah. which I gotta say. I feel like you either chafe or you don't yeah, chafe. Yeah, I'm a not chafer. Apparently yeah. I have skin of leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I am a pooper. So. <laughs> Just not the mad pooper. Not the mad pooper. Yeah. Okay, Amanda. Um, you likely know that Roger Bannister broke the sub-four-minute mile barrier in 1954. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. Well, what year did a female break the first five-minute mile barrier. Oh, that's a tough question. Huh. Well, it's kind of a trick question. So I gave you a year in the question. Just saying. Wow. Um, I'm going to say that we were not even paying attention to women in the 50s and they're running. So it would have been something much later is going to be my guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm gonna go with the a decade? Can I go with the, uh, the 70s? The 70s, okay. And by the way, we're not keeping points among the panelists this time, so just know that. Um, it was 1954, the same year as Roger really? Bannister. Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. Uh, Great Britain's Diane Leather ran a 459, 
Um, 23 days later, after Roger broke the, my friend Roger, yeah, yeah, broke yes, the um, yes. mile barrier at the Midland Championships in Birmingham, the following year, she took off nearly 15 seconds, lowering her time wow. to 4.45. Wow. Meanwhile, Bannister's record lasted just 46 days. The Australian John Landy broke it by 1.4 seconds, you know, a month and a half later. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah, a woman's running, right? Right, Who right, knew? and we don't even know yeah. her name. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, you're up, sister. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, during an incredible four-week stretch in 1996, Svetlana Mastakova won two Olympic gold medals in the 800 and the 1500, and then set a pair of world records in the 1,000-meter and the women's mile. She lowered it to 412, and that oh. still stands today from 1996. Yeah. So that's what? three decades of yeah. that, right? Yep. Two, two decades, yeah. Two decades? 96. Oh, yeah. Two, six, okay. Seven. Two decades two in decades, a year. Two decades, 21 years. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Two plus decades. Um, so here's your question What did Svetlana do the two years prior to setting those records? And although you oh, might I think so, the answer is isn't doping. I, although I, know, the news. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. She had a baby. Well, yeah, exactly. One point. <laughs> But we're not keeping points. But, we're not getting, but for me, I, we are, yeah. <laughs> Sarah always keeps points. Um, she took a maternity break in 1994 and 1995 and began training just two months after giving birth to her daughter, Anastasia. Oh, love that name, too. Yeah. yeah. The so A there, and the A. Are there any other, uh, what is it, four or 15 milers in the room? <laughs> Who just uh, gave birth two months ago? I know, 412, 412. <laughs> Um, I have to say, this is my favorite part about my Svetlana research. She revealed that her entry in the, to the sport, quote, wasn't voluntary, and it still isn't. Sometimes when I'm training now, I'd rather rest than run. I very much appreciate, <laughs> I was not forced in any sport by a Russian government, but sometimes <laughs> I'd rather rest than run as well. Okay, one more round. Adrian, in June of 2015, Harriet Thompson, who was 92, became the oldest woman to complete a marathon when she finished the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon in 7.24, 36 seconds. Or, yes, yeah, seven hours, 24 minutes, and 36 seconds. What was one of the biggest issues she had out on the course? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will say it didn't involve a porta potty. <laughs> one of the biggest issues. Um, gosh, anyone? Yeah. I was thinking maybe she, it, it was in San Francisco? San Diego. San Diego. Oh, then it wouldn't be she got too cold. Um, too many people want a high fiver? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Do you want a hint? Yeah. I, mean, I would love like a hint. That. They yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to have, they wanted to commemorate the moment with her. So, oh, so they were shooting selfies with her. Yeah, uh, yep, exactly. Um, well, it was stopping, actually. Right. So um, she said, since I'm so old, everyone wants to have their picture taken right. with me. Um, she told a competitor. And so she runs with her son, Benny, who basically is like, Is her no, bodyguard? Yeah. You may not stop, um, but you can take a selfie running very slow. Um, otherwise, she'd never get to the end. Right. Yeah. So he runs in front and kind of is like the snowplow that advanced, kind of keeps is the, the advanced yeah. man. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Amanda, what mental tactic does world marathon record holder Paula Radcliffe use to get through the hard miles? Who knows this? Somebody knows this. Oh, Melinda. Mm, sorry. Mm. Does she may she use mantras, but not according to this very uh, well fact-checked article I read. <laughs> yeah. Does she smile? Is she? Is that her? She's not a smiler. She's not a smiler. I like her a lot, but she's not. She's a smiler. not. No. no. Okay. I don't know. That's Dina Castor. Dina, Dina Castor. Dina is a smiley, smiley happy yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought that was one of her. Yeah. And you guys have any ideas, Sarah or Adrian? She imagines being chased by the Russian government. <laughs> She swears in her head? I don't know. No, she counts. She counts. Oh, she's on your side, Dem. Yeah. I know, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on. That's my, that's my commentary, Sarah. Don't, don't blow my... No, um, she says, it's really boring and probably a bit anal, but I count up to 100 and then I start again. She says, when I was racing, that technique really fit well and that three times 100 would roughly be a mile. Um, so I just, you know, because this is going to be a little bit about me too, right? So I have two things in common with Olympians now. So most days I'd rather rest than run. And when I am running, I typically count my steps, especially when it gets hard. Sarah calls me the rain 
mother runner of running, Rain Man. Right? Rain Man. Yeah. Rain Man, yeah, yeah. exactly. 82, 82. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah, back to the National Running Day poll, which we've uh, already learned uh-huh, is yeah. super accurate. Um, what percentage of American female runners go commando? Ooh. And oh. is that number... Not enough. Is that higher or lower than Canadian runners? Oh, that's intriguing. So first, let's take a poll here by um, the amount of clapping. If you go commando, clap, please. And if you don't, clap, please. That's your hint. Oh, and if you're Canadian? (laughs) Um, uh, 69%. Go command. Go. Don't wear. They do wear underwear. So you're saying 31 percent go commando. Uh huh. Um. No, it's actually much lower than that. Go lower. I'll I'll give you a little. Uh. We'll play oh, like 17. Lower. Really? Uh. Um. 11. Lower. Uh, I mean, this was on Runner's World. This was truly on Runner's World. They published it. So, I mean, it's got a... And it came from Brooks. So, I don't think it's that, yeah. you know, ineffectual. Um, six. Yeah. Six. Uh, higher. Um, nine. Lower. Okay, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Hold up your mic. Sign or eight. Uh, what was it, Dimity? It's eight percent. Um, and 11 women, percent of Canadian women go commando. Eight percent of American... Uh-huh. And this is the best part. Apparently, 70 per- 72% of German women don granny panties. I know there's a joke there. I just don't <laughs> know anybody here to make it. Is, is Lena Dunham German? I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Um, wow. Huh. Wow, that's. I mean, that's if you surprising. think about it, line up 100 women runners, 100 American women runners, only eight of them aren't wearing undies. That's, no. that's yeah. impossible. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would just, mm-hmm. yeah, we learned that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Discredit that whole okay. thing. Sorry, Runner's World. Okay, we're going to bring up our first contestant to play a game called Who is the Runner This Time? Who wants to play? <laughs> All right, right there. Come on up, and you're going to come slide into our friend, next to our friend Amanda, right here. There you go. What's your name? Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Is that two C's or two K's? Or? Two K's and two I's. And two I's. Uh-huh. Wow. It's like, she's, it's like your car talk now. You're like, is that Kara with a K or a C? <laughs> Is that camera with a K or a C? This is like my NPR moment, and I'm going to smilk it for all it's worth. Um, And are you from Spokane? I am from Spokane. Okay, and what's your next race? Um, The Columbia Gorge Half Marathon. Oh, hilly, very hilly. Pardon? Hilly, very hilly. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. Beautiful. I hear it's beautiful, and I'm going with a bunch of friends, so it's going to be really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And are you properly trained? You know, I... (laughs) No, I just ran a half marathon over on the west side this weekend, and I've been recovering some, from some injuries. So it was slow, but I'm just thankful to be back, uh, back out running. Awesome. Yeah. Never take a finish line for granted, said our friend Bart Yasso. That's a hint. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this part of the Wait, Wait show usually showcases questions about people or things that are in the news. But as I mentioned earlier, we runners, we're, headlines are harder to come by. But maybe the world will be a better place if headlines read, runner successfully snuck out for her 5.30 a.m. run and nobody in the house woke up. <laughs> or hashtag mother runner completes marathon and still has enough energy to make a three-part dinner that night. <laughs> so, Carrie, instead of super newsy things, I pulled some quotes from famous running figures. Get three out of the five right and you'll win a Trader Joe's assortment of Belgian chocolate pumpkins imported from Den- the Denver location on the route home from my middle school. Okay, great. Carpool. <laughs> uh, and you're also going to get a set of mother runner shoe tags. Okay, great. Are you a mother? I am. I have 12 children. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. What is the range of that? What is um, that age situation? Uh, they're 14 to 31, and I have six grandbabies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you have 18 under your little family tree. Um, yes. Wow. They don't all live at home. Yeah. You are amazing. Well, thank you. You still you know, live to tell the tale. I know, right? 12 Running kids. helps. Running definitely when, helps. When did you start running? <laughs> um, I started running um, five years ago. and lost 50 pounds and oh, just fell in love with it. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Well, so, Carrie, um, if you need to call in the crowd for help, 
I we, will. I want you to win these pumpkins. Okay, great. You need them. I do need them. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so here's the quote. Um, if you are losing faith in human nature, go out and watch a marathon. Mm. This was said by a certain Boston marathoner who wore all gray sweats with a number 261 pinned on them. Do you know who that is? Catherine Switzer. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yes. I can see her face for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, oh, she hasn't won yet. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, you take it all. Yeah. She just wants you to keep your eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. Well, There's the finish. Know, if not everyone wins those. I'm taking those back to my hotel room. Is what I'm okay. saying. I'll, I'll share them with you. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, this is the next quote. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And this is a sentiment from a Japanese writer who has written 14 novels to critical acclaim, but it's his autobiography, what I talk about when I talk about running, that resonates most with this crowd. And I think if you even got his initials right, yeah. you'd be right on. We'll or take his that. last name, anyone know who that is, what I talk about when I talk about running? Kate. Nice. I think it's, yeah, Haruku. Haruki? Yep, Haruki Murakami. Okay, right. HM. Okay. HM are his initials. <laughs> yes. All right, you're two for two, Carrie. Awesome. Woo! Awesome. I only need to get one more. You only need to get one more. I bet that's like Fred less than the number of Fred you've had. and that's answer. Okay. Awesome. Okay, here's the quote How do you know if someone has run a marathon? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Right, that's true. <laughs> that is quipped by a late night host who looks mighty good in tight white pants. I got my tight, tight pants on. Is it Jimmy Fallon? Yes! Oh, nice. okay, good. All right, three for three. Let's go, let's try to get 80%. Okay. All right, you got okay. this? You got yep. this? Okay. And this is the one where the hint comes in. Just letting you know. Okay. I often hear someone say, I'm not a real runner. We are all runners. Some just run faster than others. I have never met a fake runner. True words from this runner, runner's world spokesperson who recently retired. Mark Casto. Bart Yasso. Bart Yasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you so, know what? You're, that was a preview of what's coming up, which is a limerick part because it rhymes. Mark Castro, Bart Yasso. It works. It works. <laughs> Okay, it's good. good. You're, okay, dude, you good. were four for four, and you've been running for five years, and you have 12 kids. Right, so the fact yeah. that you are alive right now. <laughs> All right, last quote. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. It knows it must outrun the fastest lion, or it will be killed. Every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up. It knows it must run faster than the slowest gazelle, or it will starve. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you'd better be running. This ode to African wildlife and the food chain comes <laughs> to us from an author who might have also used this explanation why animals are faster runners. They don't wear shoes. Okay, I have a two-part answer because my brother always tells me this, but is it the McDougal guy? Yes! Okay, yes. Oh, right on. Also my brother. Yes. yes. Awesome. Do you remember what his name of the book was? Um, Oh, Born to Run. Born yeah, to Chris. Run. Chris. Is it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Sarah's uh, father runner crush, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> cool. We won't publicize that too much, right, Chris McDougal? Okay. <laughs> awesome. Carrie, you won. Yes. Nice. Thank you so much. Congratulations and good luck in your half marathon. Thank you so much. Thanks for being the first one up. All right. We got another one. We got another game. All right, right there in the way. Come on up, sister. Welcome to Oops, sorry. Run, Run, Do Tell Us. What's your name? Michelle Vetch. Michelle, and are you a Spokane local? Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Oh, CDA. That is one of my favorite places. I know. You know. Did you come out and cheer for me? Um, my BRF did. What was her name? Carrie. She's sitting right there in the audience. Oh, my gosh. You looked familiar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. I still um, look back at those signs with posters. You guys. Yes, we do. Yep. I know you do because I got to write about it, and you guys were out. Oh, my gosh. And tell people what you're talking about, Tim. I did uh, an Iron My only, my one and only Iron Man, which I became an Iron Mother, um, was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So every time I landed at the Spokane airport, I kind of get the... Um, 
You think my stomach us? gets all nervous because I think like, <laughs> oh my God, where's my bike? <laughs> um, uh, but then I'm very glad that I don't have to go 140 miles. And yes, um, you, Carrie came out and cheered me on and that was so awesome to see um, mother runners on the course because I, it just meant the world to me to have people out there. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, Michelle. Michelle, right? Yep. Yep. I'm so bad <laughs> with names. That, yeah, I was Jeez, like, Louisiana. Michelle. I was saying, remember her name's Michelle. Remember know, her name's Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. Okay, yeah. good. All right, this is called Bluff the Listener. Okay? Okay. Um, this is a game where the panelists, so you have three people next to you, are all going to tell a story around a theme. One story is true and the other two are false. Pick the true one and you win the exact same thing. Fancy chocolate pumpkins and awesome shoe tags. Okay. Okay. How many kids do you have, Michelle? I have three. Three okay. boys. Oh. What are their ages? Seven, four, and two. Oh boy. Oh okay. my gosh. And so do you have a race coming up? I'm doing the Happy Girl Half. Ooh. Nice. I heard they have a great MC there. They they do. And I saw her at the Happy Girl Men too. Good, good, good. Very cool. And are you um, properly trained for Happy Girls, would you say? I yes. Nice. Yes. Well, that is a great, I even went out to dinner tonight, answer. and I didn't have a drink with my BRF. I am ready. Like I'm you are going nutrition. To I tapered. Yes. Nice. Oh, I'm excited to see how you do. Thank you. Yeah, I hope I don't bomb because everyone's gonna be like <laughs> Michelle Vetch. I'm gonna look up Michelle Vetch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so um, you're not gonna bomb this game. I have a lot of faith in you, Michelle. Okay, thank okay? you. Okay. So the theme is animals and running races. Okay. First up is Amanda Loudon, who has a tale about a running jackass. <laughs> so I live in central Maryland, and each May, the Maryland Half Marathon takes place as a fundraiser for a local cancer research organization. The course winds through the rural back roads in the southern half of my county. Back in 2012, as the race passed the five-mile mark in the midst of several farms, a mule managed to slip through an open gate and joined the race. Runners were astounded, to say the least, and gave him wide berth. After all, mules are known to have a temper, and they're not exactly small animals. And if this, this mule wanted to run the race, who was going to tell him no? That very determined, some might say stubborn mule, somehow found his groove out there in the race course. He trotted alongside the athletes, and sometimes was weaving precariously in and out and frightening the runners. A concerned volunteer radioed the race director to let him know that what was happening. The RD, in turn, called animal control in hopes that they could get a handle on what could be a dangerous situation for the athletes and spectators. In the meantime, the mule skipped all the water stops, an amazing feat, I think, and uh, kept his head down and ran for the love of it. Some eight miles later, that mule crossed the finish line along with a gang of speedy runners. The humans stopped, collected their medals, and the mule did not. Uh, every year since the mule's appearance, runners have had the chance to raise extra funds for the Cancer Center by participating in what they call now the Mule Dash, an eight-mile race option that begins where the mule began and goes straight to the finish line. To date, it has raised some $30,000 for a very good cause. Sweet. So that is a tale about a running jackass that got out and <laughs> ran eight miles. Um, next up, Sarah Boenshea is going to talk about a paraplegic miniature Doberman taking on a marathon. Mm -hmm. The Chicago Marathon is a little over a week away, yet one participant has yet to run a single step in training. Gordon is a miniature Doberman, and his owner, Janet Turner of West Virginia, is planning to carry little Gordon in a special backpack during the race. This will be Janet's fifth marathon, and she wants her precious pooch to experience what it's like to run a race, because, you see, dear Gordon is unable to walk. As a puppy, the now two-year-old dog was shot in the shoulder and the bullet lodged in his spine, rendering the brown and black furry friend unable to walk or even ride on a cart. But Gordon still got around. In fact, after bouncing from foster home to foster home, the pup landed in the California penal system. No, no, he didn't drive fast and furious and end up on the wrong side of the law. Through a special program, Gordon rehabbed at a California prison to help the inmates gain animal care skills to use upon their release. While behind bars, Gordon earned the nickname G-Dog. <laughs> Due to his fur, though, we're unable to see if he got prison tats. Back to the Chicago Marathon undertaking. Gordon's owner, Janet, has been training, well, like a mother, often waking up at 2.45 a.m. to run before work. Gordon occasionally gets a bit yippy about the early wake-up, but he quickly falls asleep, lulled by the gentle bouncing in the backpack. 
Janet's plan is to run at least half of the race with Gordon in tow. At the 13.1 mile mark, she will assess if it is too hot for him. If it's too stuffy for her fluffy, Janet will hand him off to a friend while she finishes the second half of the marathon, which is fine by Gordon, who barks, I'm only half crazy. <laughs> All right, so that is Sarah telling us about G-Dog and the Chicago Marathon, and I can see you're already looking at Carrie for some hints. So uh, you have to first hear Adrian's story about a bear and a deer, but mostly a bear. Mostly a bear. Um, before we go further, though, I want to say it's too stuffy for my fluffy might be the next t-shirt. <laughs> it's the next AMR shirt. Just saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Did the woman with the kid leave? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. TMI, TMI. TMI, sorry. Uh, Genevieve Allen loves to run on trails which means she sees all kinds of wildlife on her morning runs. Squirrels, rabbits, fishers, beavers, and once terrifyingly, a bear have all crossed her path. The bear, she said, helped me run my fastest mile ever. <laughs> In the end, it was all good. But the strangest animal she's encountered, she's named Bambi for obvious reasons, or they will be obvious in just a minute. One day, she said, I was on my four-mile loop, and I saw a deer about a quarter mile in, and he ran in the woods next to me for about half a mile. He had a heart-shaped splotch on his tush that was really cute, which is why I remember him. Then he turned up after the first mile, ran for half a mile with me, then again somewhere in the second and the third mile. Bambi nearly walked me back to my car, she said. The next morning, he was there, and we did the same routine again. And again, two days later. We've been running together now for two months, and I swear he gives me a hard time when I decide to sleep in. <laughs> awesome. All right, Michelle, which story is true? Is it Amanda's mule? Is it Sarah's G-Dog? Or is it Adrian's Bambi? Sarah's G-Dog. Yes, that oh, is right. Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> How did you read the story on Runner's World? No, I just, it was so absurd. I it had to it be true. It is very absurd, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, this guy, this little Doberman is, right, he has a cart, right? No, no, he can't ride in a cart because he dragged himself around and he kind of, um, he lost a toe, he lost a leg, and so he can't go on a cart. <laughs> so he's in a backpack. Yeah. The whole especially time? Oh, yeah, no, he's a Especially designed backpack. No, I know, but I mean, what about when he's day not day, running with the yeah. Chicago oh, Marathon? Um, he's in a cart. I think he, yeah. day to day, he has a little wheelchair oh, cart. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. okay. He does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was trying to find a story about a cat because Sarah's love is Miller, her cat. Um, but they're just cats are just not super personable animals. They just don't want to be no. anywhere near hey, Mil people. Miller runs to greet me at the end of every run, and Adrian, tell the story. Well, I flew out to Portland, uh, and we drove from there to Spokane. But I got up in the morning and ran in Portland, and Miller came out of the shrubbery as I was going back to Sarah's house, and he came over and he let me scratch his head, then kind of looked at me like you're not my person, <laughs> and stomped away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. Nice job, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. And you know what? You're going to have a great day at Happy Girls. It's going to be happy no matter what. Okay, we got another one. We've got two more contestants. All right, Melinda, come on up, sister. <laughs> All right, um, you are going to play a job-related one. Um, so, Melinda, cool, that you yes. have the best name. And I, I, I just do. wish I had last name cool. Hi, I'm Miss Dimity Cool. Is that married or is that... It's married. Mr. Right is Mr. Cool. All right. All right. So what was your maiden name? Black. I used to be black and now I'm cool. Oh, even better. Even better. Um, and so um, you come from Seattle? Is, am I making that up? Uh, Ferndale, Washington, just south of the Canadian border. Oh, so that is farther north than yes. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. How many good. decades is that away? Um, so, um, so tell us about Ferndale. Is it hilly, flat? It's um, mildly hilly. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit of hills and a little bit of water, and it's fantastic. I love it. Me and the cows. You and the cows. So yeah. is it, it's pretty sparsely populated. Well, there's, I think, 12,000 people there. Okay. So we live, many, like, right uh, at the edge. Jackasses. <laughs> that I've taken pictures of and put on Instagram. Um, <laughs> no, many kidding. more cows than jackasses. Cows. Okay. Yes. Cows. Okay. Um, so we called you up to um, take part in this part of the show. Um, it's called Not My Job. And on the real show, 
um, the Wait Wait crew talks to a celebrity, and then Peter Sagal asks some questions that tangentially relate to some part of their job or life or name. We actually booked Will Ferrell to be here tonight. Um, he's crossed a handful of marathon finish lines, and he's a big fan of AMR. He was really thrilled. <laughs> but then we read about what he says about running, and he says, people are terribly underwhelmed when they recognize me in a race. There's nothing funny going on. It's just a lot of silence and pain. <laughs> Uh, silence and pain don't translate well to a podcast, especially the silence part. So um, we canceled him um, and decided just to carry on with our adapted version of the show. So we're calling this job-related, but no celeb. Alrighty. Okay, so are you ready? Yes. This is um, three questions. Mm -hmm. You get two right, and guess, what do you think you're going to win? Um, the castle guy on my answering machine? <laughs> <laughs> we, thought, we thought about that. Thought about That'd that. be good. Yeah. Sarah Bowen Shea on my answering we machine. About that. <laughs> Nobody has an answering machine. No one Seriously, we, we, we could voice. do that on my voicemail, <laughs> yeah. though. We could do that. Um, okay, you're going to get some pumpkins, and you're going to get some really nice shoe tags. So, imported um, from Denver? Imported from Denver. Yes. It's the Trader Joe's. It's a special vintage. <laughs> um, okay, so here are your questions. After retirement, pro runners take on a variety of endorsements and careers. Answer two of these questions, and, and you know what you're going to win. Okay. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Um, question one. Florence Griffith Joyner, or Flojo, is best known for being the fastest woman of all time. With really good nails. Yes. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, her records in the 100-meter and 200-meter still stand. She won four medals in the 1988 Olympic Games in Seoul, and then she retired to take on a more fashion-based career. Um, and remember, this is before Project Runway, so she couldn't have been on that. Um, okay, so what did she do post-Olympics? Did she A, design the basketball uniforms for the 1980 to 1989 Indiana Pacers NBA team? Yeah. Did she B, create a line of press-on nails that were just like hers in the 1988 games, six inches long? Okay, let's just take a minute to visualize that. Six-inch nails. I could run with that. I mean, that is no. some serious <laughs> drag. And they were colored red, white, and blue, of course. Or C, did she partner with Flojo's flip-flop company, despite the fact that it's pronounced Flohos, not Flojo's? <laughs> so is it Flohos is just not nails, a good name. Flohos, I know. I'm gonna go with the nails. What do you no. guys? Panels? Help me out. No. Mm. Am I wrong? I mean, I, really, seriously. This I know. I, had I, nails. I but I feel nails. like this is I a think trick. the Indiana Pacer thing was so uh, specific. You know, I do too. No, it's the nails. It's got to be the nails. nails. Uh. It's actually the Pacers. Yeah. <laughs> she should have done nails. Mr. Calling. Exactly, exactly. Um, they were they were fairly conservative uniforms. I was trying to I wanted to like describe them, but they're just color blocks, not super flashy. Um, they wore them for seven seasons, and then the Pacers switched to the pinstripe uniforms that you probably think of when you think of the Pacers. When Larry Bird I don't think became. of the Pacers. I was about to say, who <laughs> thinks of the Pacers? I, don't, I just get a big When I think of Pacers, I think of bad things because I've followed Pacers before and it right. didn't work. Okay, all right, all right. And plus, NBA running. Running's a better sport. Okay. Right. Yes. Let's just get that out there. Okay, question two. Uh, Kara Goucher has not officially retired yet, and we hope she keeps running forever, but she's also started kind of a nascent video career. In which, um, in which video has she not recently participated? So there's two that she's participated in, one that she hasn't. I want the one that she hasn't participated in. I, I'm sorry, Taylor are these Swift's music videos? You, yeah, yeah that Taylor was really Swift. vague. Don't yeah, right? new, yeah. not, not new Taylor Swift, just a video, YouTube, whatever. I mean, okay. come on, it's the internet. Videos. Just let her go. Just let her go. <laughs> let her talk. Just It'll all make sense. If we let her keep talking, she'll give me the answer. She might. I might. No, no hints on this one, Melinda. Sorry. Okay, so is it A, an Apple Watch video in which she reads part of her letter to Apple about walking her dog after knee surgery? B, a PETA video um, in which she warns people not to run with their dogs in hot weather, in part because they can only release heat through panting and their paw pads. Poor G-Dog. Yeah, G-Dog, man. He's, well, he's not running. He's just riding. 13-mile <laughs> check. Yes. <laughs> check, yep. Um, or C, a noon video in which she makes an impassioned plea to please bring back the Kona Cola flavor. Oh. Is that A, Apple Watch, B, PETA, or C, noon? So okay. remember, you're looking for the one that she did not did do. Did not do. <coughs> C. My sister says C. <laughs> It is, in fact, C. Liz, thank you. 
Um, but I'm really hoping that Kara, if you're listening now, you'll just jump on that noon video ASAP. <laughs> Kona Cola, Kona Cola. <laughs> I love that. Someone, um, oh my gosh, Lisa brought me two tubes today. I mean, honest to God, like that's going in my nuclear locker. Um, because if, you know, North Korea comes to fruition, at least I will have my Kona Cola. That's coached and loved coming back at you. That's coached and loved coming back at you. Coached and loved coming back at me. Okay, here's your final question. Although, again, you've already won. Such smart runner, mother runners. I'm so proud. She hasn't won. This is yeah, the she hasn't won. This is, this is the decided no, one. No, Sarah, I've won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is decided. Well, because you gave her the A hint, Indiana Pacers. But she, I no, guess she, she guessed the B. nails one. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> I have not won. Wow. Darn Stick it. Stick for details over there. <laughs> all right. Finally, question three. Carl Lewis is an Olympic sprinter and long jumper, and he burst onto the scene in 1984. He would go on to win 10 Olympic medals over four Olympic games, which is, you know, impressive. But what other things has he done in his career? A, be recruited by the Chicago Bulls in 1984, even though he had no basketball experience. B, appear on Perfect Strangers, which, if I need to remind you, was the <laughs> sitcom from my one of my favorite sitcoms in my teenage years with Larry and his cousin Balky from Eastern, the Met, Eastern European Mediterranean region. Did anyone, you, did you watch Perfect Strangers, Sarah? No, I, but I know a show you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't watch it though? Ooh, no. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. No. <laughs> um, or C, okay, sorry, I've got on track. C, um, consider a run for the New Jersey Senate in 2011. So we've got basketball, we've got Perfect Strangers, or the Senate. This is the one he did not do? Um, or what, Jer- what other Jersey thing have you done? Senate? you got to pick one other thing. The, Jer- the New Jersey Senate or he ran for Senator of New Jersey? He considered a run for the New Jersey Senate. He just considered oh, a run. Oh, okay, so the, the so state, state Senate. State Senate, yeah. not, not New yeah. Jersey Senator. Okay, so I'm confused. So what he did or did not do? One um, of those things he did do. He did do. I think he did do the... What do you think, Melinda? I feel like it's Perfect Strangers. These faces out here are so blank. Anyone? <laughs> I feel like the Anybody. basketball one. My sister says, says B. B? Perfect strangers, Belky. Yeah. Um, okay. Good thing you love me and love us because it's a trick question. He actually did all three things. Whoa! Okay. So I get the pumpkins anyway. You get the pumpkins yes. and the two tags. <laughs> all right. Thank nice you. work, sister. Beautiful pumpkins. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, this is our last opportunity and probably the most fun one. Who's, who's in? Who's in? Last one. Right there. Bring it on up, sister. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> I got her waving to her friends in the audience like she's all famous now. Um, what's your name? I'm Johanna. Johanna? <laughs> Johanna, that's a br- I love that name. All right, where are you from, Johanna? I'm from Spokane. Okay, nice. And, um, and uh, how long do you live in Spokane? Pretty much forever. Forever, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, are you a runner, a mother I, runner? I am. I'm a ridge runner, mother runner. <laughs> and we hear that's a b- bammer. <laughs> or yes. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. Um, what, what does a ridge runner, mother runner mean? Um, we have this awesome group that gets together and runs every morning. and. Sweet. Well, five, six mornings a week. So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Are awesome. you guys um, training for anything? Just because we got to keep the questions consistent so yeah. we don't look like we're playing favorites. We're always training for something. So we're doing, uh, many of us are doing the Happy Girl. And I think people are doing the Spokane Marathon and Half. Everybody's always doing something. And so what are you going to do at Happy Girls? Half. The Half. Yes. Nice. Have you run that race before? Yes, last year. Isn't it beautiful? It's fantastic. It is literally one of the most beautiful courses I've ever seen. Awesome. Okay, well, you get the first. Deep breath. Deep breath. Deep breath. Okay. Oh, this is worse than running. <laughs> All right, Johanna, well, this is a really fun one, and okay. Sarah's going to be your guide. Oh, yeah. um, so this is the limericks section. Yay for limericks. Um, this is my favorite part of the real show um, and the final contestant segment of this special edition of Run, Run, Do Tell Us. Pumpkins and shoe tags, have your name on them, Johanna. If you get four out of five right, promise they're not very hard. <laughs> okay, so remember that the last line will rhyme, the <clears throat> final word that you're filling in will rhyme with the first, the last word of the first two lines. 
Remember that ha- that's how Limerick works? <laughs> it's going to be okay, John. If you see her face right now, okay, she's you got like, it. You got it. So it's one, What I'm one, thinking is don't two, be dirty. Two. Don't be dirty. No, not dirty. <laughs> one, one, two, I feel two, your pain, one, Johanna. Okay? I really so, I feel your pain. All right. Is that a werewolf howling or a simply a tiny dog's bark? Not sure, but I'm shaking down to my very last stretch mark. I'm so thankful for my best running friend. On her, it feels like my life depends. When we're out the door at 5 a.m., our miles are in the... Dark. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! That I'm shaking down to my very last stretch mark. That was... Okay. I love that line, sorry. Time for a quick anatomy lesson we have planned. I'm not a bone, a muscle, or a gland. I cannot be fractured, but my pain in runners is not manufactured. I'm connective tissue in the outer thigh called the iliotibial. (laughs) A poetry major, I can tell. (laughs) I like blank out. I can't hear anything. (laughs) Band. Band, yes. (laughs) Iliotibial band. Otherwise known as the IT band. Should I pass it off to another Ridge Runner? No, you're doing awesome. You're doing awesome. You're doing great. People really think of the iliotibial band as a muscle. It is not. It is a super thin sheath of connective tissue. I just want you all to leave with that information if you have nothing else in your head tonight. Okay, what's the pattern again? Okay. What do I write with the first word or the second word? That's what I'm saying. Remember, so one, one, two, two, one. It rhymes with the last word of the first line and the last word of the second line because you get it those two, two words rhyme yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you understand I'm how just, rhyme works right we'll, we'll work you through it we'll work you through it <laughs> it's right. gonna be okay. rare <laughs> the audience is all on your side We're thank you i you. love you all okay. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna put the emphasis on the word that you're trying to rhyme with thank okay? you maybe slow down a little bit yeah. Sarah, too. Like really, i'm gonna really get this one poo. yeah my lungs are being squeezed by a python my quads are like rocks from the distance I have gone. I've slurped about 3,000 goos, I'm, and I'm cursing these dang blasted shoes. I must be at mile 24 of a... Marathon. Oh, yes! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. How many more? Do you need to take off the vest? Do you want to take off the vest? You're getting a little overly warm? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got a rhythm going here. I follow my coach's advice like I'm an A-plus student in school. I should get this I one. obey, follow, and adhere to every get better rule. Oh my God. So I got school, rule. Cool. Okay. But when my hip flexors hurt and I don't hit the dirt... Just one request, please. Don't make me run in a skirt. No, 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 no. A skirt. Run in a. That doesn't work. Wait. Ooh. School in pool. You said it. Pool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's clearly never done pool running. Who's pool run in this crowd? Clap if you pool yeah. run. I'm too scared of drowning. Clap if you enjoy pool running. There you go. Right there. We got one. We got one I in the like crowd. I like skirt. Skirt could have, you know, worked. But and I just... like skirts. I was like, no, it can't be skirts. But yeah, but skirts and injuries really don't have much okay, to do and with we each got, other. Okay, we got apparel in the next one. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Really, this is the best one, so everyone Yeah, Dimity really likes this one. I really one. like yeah. this one. It's yeah. our, my one nod to TMI as a Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't go there too far. Right. You may trail race through miles of mud or finish a long run with your lungs full of crud. But nothing quite compares when your period up in flares and your brand new cute capris are covered in blood. Blood. <laughs> yes, yes, high five for Johanna. Let's give her a huge round of applause. She earned those pumpkins. And, and, you, get, and you get a stay strong footnote. So uh, be thinking about that on Saturday. Yeah. Nice. So how you doing back there, Alex? <laughs> so the, the one part we're missing is kind of the, the comedic commentary. I was looking for some Paula Poundstone action from you guys. I mean, she always makes me laugh. Mm. You got anything? That's a, <laughs> lot, that's a lot of pressure. There, I know Dim. it is. I know it is. Yeah. That's Tom Bodette. Any, you got anything? Huh? That's your department. You're good that at is my I'll department. I'll leave the light on. Uh-huh. What's yeah. that? I'll leave the light on. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
Um, I don't. You want to talk a little bit about your full half coming up, Adrian Martini? Why do you call it the full half? Because you run the full thing. Like everybody, when I see, somebody's with me. Um, so I work the expos a lot. Yes, you do. Um, Thank and you I will for be, doing that. Oh, no. Well, it wasn't you like a... I wasn't you soliciting. Very, I wasn't fishing for a compliment. But if anybody else wants to compliment me, they are more than welcome to do that. Um, no, but ev- women will come up to buy um, oh, yeah. merchandise, and they'll say, uh, and I'll ask, are you running the marathon or the half? Because those, those are the two options at Wine Glass. And they'll say, oh, well, I'm just running the half. Oh. And that's when Dimity runs up and smacks him on the head. Exactly. Says, don't say, don't say just. Just right. is a four-letter word around the EZMR yes. part. Don't say that. Um, I take a different tack. I don't hit people. <laughs> uh, I, just int- I just stand over them. I just yes. kind of hover. <laughs> yes. yes. And I don't have the height to hover. Yeah. So um, uh, I look at them disapprovingly. And <laughs> I lecture at them. Uh, and then I say, well, it's not just the half. You're running the full half, like the full thing. It's 13 miles. Don't, like, that's a long way, right? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Um, so that's why I say I'm running the full half. And then half of them get it, and they look at me and they go, oh, that's good. That's good. I'm going to use that. And the other half look at me and go, that's no, good. I'm running. Be, <laughs> they look at me and say, yeah. yeah, they look at me and they go, no, I'm running the half. <laughs> and I say, Yes, you are. <laughs> Would you like a t-shirt? <laughs> way to go, way to go. Close the sale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sarah, I hear Sarah in my head. Close the sale, close it, close it. All right, and so Sarah, how's uh, training going for Twin Cities? I mean, I know, so Twin Cities is like a week away. So, I mean, your taper mode, are you feeling antsy? No, I don't get that whole taper jitters thing. I like sleeping and, and <laughs> going on shorter runs, yeah. No, uh, Amanda designed an absolutely perfect plan. The crush the distance, 26.2. Crush the distance. I am going to crush that distance, yeah. And, yeah. and she has crushed the training. So. Yes, she has. 320 milers. You did all 320 milers, didn't you, Sarah? I did, and the second one was 20.6 because my GPS turned off for a while, but I had to turn it green in, in uh, training peaks, so I ran the extra, and then I ran, tw- it was 20 or 21 for the final, and so I ran 21, and my final mile was the fastest, 20 seconds under race pace. Wow. Thanks to Taylor Swift. I listen to Taylor Swift at the end of all my long runs. Look what me look what you made me do. Yep, yep. Look what she made me do. Yeah. Um, did you write a limerick about that? That last (laughs) mile? I did not. I did not. Do you have a haiku about it? (laughs) Jack could Jack loves haikus. I know he does. He likes to put his pen behind his ear and count out the (laughs) syllables. Because like we used to do uh, AMR. We had a couple giveaways where you had to write a haiku and if it was not syllabically correct. Jack Kearney, Sarah's husband, was coming after you. You were not yeah. allowed to win. <laughs> um, all right, and Amanda, you're, you're hitting the starting line first out of all, this, all of us here, sitting here. So, um, so how are you feeling about Saturday? Did you train on trails? Did you train on scree? Because scree seems to be the word that everyone freaks out about, about happy girls. Yeah, I don't think we have scree on Maryland trails that I can <laughs> think of. So no, um, so maybe I'm ill-prepared. Um, I but don't think you're ill-prepared. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have, I have my friend Jessica over here. Um, she used to live in Maryland, and she now lives in Spokane. And oh, sweet. so I get to run on Saturday with Jessica. So. You guys used to run together? Yeah. Back. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's that so cool? fun. Yeah. yeah. Reunited. I know. I know. I know. No one's going to want to listen to any more podcasts when I sing. <laughs> it's, it's just, and I just, I love to sing. And um, I will say, though, I was at um, back to school night, and the performing arts teacher at sixth grade said she could teach anybody to sing. And I literally, I mean, I remember my fourth grade choir, like, we had to take music, and I remember her walking down the front row of everybody, and like sitting, of course I was sitting in the front row because that was the kind of kid that I was. To block the view of everyone behind you. (laughs) (laughs) I really hated it when the teachers put me in the back of the class just because I was tall. That's kind of, you know. That's uh, heightism. Yeah, I was about to say. I like the front. I was an A-plus student, but I don't like running in the pool. Um, but anyway, so she's walking along these, um, walking along, literally like bending down and listening to each person sing, like you know, bending her ear towards them. Stopped after she listened to me, like she knew that I was that much off tune, that she didn't need to look at anybody else in the twenty-something class. Aww. I remember that memory so vividly. So then Ben's performing arts teacher says he can teach anybody to sing, 
and I'm almost thinking about, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a challenge accepted. It is a skill. I know, and that's the thing, and I've never been taught how to. Yeah. Well, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, as long as we're talking about dramatic arts, can I share a little bit of news? Of course you can. Family news, yeah. So, um, so if you listen to the podcast and um, you know that my twins go to a dramatic or a uh, arts-focused middle school and they do Shakespeare every fall, and um, they choose, they have, it's very confusing, very, very confusing. They pick three students to play each, almost every role, and I'm not saying that one kid plays it on Thursday and one Friday, one Saturday. I'm saying they're all on the stage at the same time. So that if the what three, is up with that? Yeah, it's so that they don't have to learn a ton of lines, and then well, like Shakespeare's hard. Yeah, and then then you know, so that one of them might be the kind of sarcastic nurse, and the other one's the empathetic nurse, and the other one's the you know kind of sneaky nurse or something. So they have, you sort of, if you're really sensitive, you could figure out which ones. Wait, it's very confusing. Last year they did Macbeth, and I just went into a fugue state until it was over. <laughs> and, uh, it's not one you want to bring the grandparents to because they kind of get, they, first of all, they can't hear very well. Oh, and yeah. then they would get confused. It would, I mean, I can already see my mom being there and be like... Oh, it's super-duper confusing, yeah. regardless of your age, yeah. yeah. Or your vision or your hearing or anything. It's yeah. confusing. But anyway, so John and Daphne, boy-girl twins, they um, tried out and... Um, John, when he realized that there were only about three boys who were actually in contention to be Romeo, he had originally said he wanted to be Mercutio or Benvolio, and he threw his hat into the ring for Romeo. And I went in and um, happened, I was picking them up, and I ran to the drama teacher, and I said, oh, because nothing says romantic leading guy more than little John Carney, because he's five feet tall and just a little squirt of a guy. Like 65 pounds. Yeah, he is. Wet. So, so and then afterwards, I was like, oh, that was so awful. Why did I like disparage my son like that? But I think I must have planted a seed because the roles came out, and he is Juliet. <laughs> and he is, he is thrilled to be Juliet, and he is the only boy playing Juliet. He's the only seventh grader who got a lead role, I might say. All the others are eighth graders. And uh, a, um, a girl did get cast as Romeo, and a non-binary student also got cast as Romeo. What does non-binary mean? Um, th they like to be referred to by the gender pronoun they or them. Is that a Portland thing? No, it's a... Yeah. It, I'm sorry, I really don't know. I'm not yeah. being cute. Yeah. I really, it's not, yeah, it yeah, has yeah, hit yeah, Denver yeah. or it hasn't hit my kids' schools yet. Oh, or yeah. is that in the media and I've just missed it? Oh, yeah, it's totally in the media. Yeah. Um, okay, I've yeah. missed it. Yeah, yeah. I own it. Yeah. Oh, but I, no, where is, who was I talking to at the um, reception we had before this? And that's what she does in the, yep, there you go. Kelly does it, yeah. Um, in the, what do you do? Community. Oh, the students. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now the big thing is they are, um, the producer and the director want Romeo and Juliet to share a kiss and they, but they want the kids to feel comfortable about it. So now John's really conflicted because he doesn't really want to, but he also doesn't want to let the, um, teachers down, so they're oh, debating. So Daphne, okay. of course, shows how to do a, a stage kiss. What's well, just putting your hand over No, it. you put your hands on either side of the person's face and you put your thumbs over their mouth, and then you're kissing your thumbs. Is this, Adrian, is this how you learned how to do a, uh, Adrian's this is, a thespian, she spent a yes. lot of time in the theater. I am a thespian. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you do a stage kiss um, in you, your world? You kiss the person. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, but when you're in seventh grade, this seems like a perfectly legitimate. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, but the but the girl who's playing Romeo, who's good friends with John, she's six feet tall, oh. and so so her name's Autumn, and John just isn't sure whether you know he's ready to have his first kiss be a six foot tall girl named Autumn on stage. Well, I fully condone I, his first kiss being a tall girl. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I. One thing I do want to add, I don't know if I'm spilling the beans here, but um, Daphne, John's twin, mm -hmm. was initially thinking about going out for Juliet or... Yeah, well, when, when John said he was going to throw his hat in the uh, ring for Romeo, she goes, well, I'm totally not going to be Juliet. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> that is not how you want your flowers, first kiss. Flowers in the <laughs> attic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I am very... Um, and Daphne's Mary Capulet... Um, so a sister or cousin, who knows? Um, but um, 
And there are no yeah. small parts of Adrian's. Yes. Uh, that's and what and she I said. And I did actually that's say that. that she said that yes. to me. Yeah. Yes. So um, anyway, so I'm very excited. So that's in November that they'll be doing that. Okay. So. Well, um, Will Shakespeare wasn't a runner, and neither was Romeo or Juliet. Um, so we're going to head back to our game. But thank you and congratulations to John. Oh, right. Daphne. We're playing a game. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. All right. So this is the fun part. We're going to wrap things up. We're going to have our panelists play lightning fill-in-the-blank round. Usually the wait, wait panelists accrue points, but we aren't keeping track because we're out of Trader Joe pumps. Sarah's Trader's keeping Joe's track. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, Sarah, who's winning right now? I am. <laughs> so we'll just see how good you panelists are at random running facts. Okay, who wants to go first? I do. The, ones, the questions in the first round are always the easiest. The questions in the second round are always the hardest. Okay. All right. Of I don't course, know if that's I the followed, real one. Yeah. I, I don't know if I followed it quite yeah. that closely. Um, Alex, you ready with the bell? Alex, you got a minute on the clock? I've got the minute on the clock, and if it's right, Alex is going to ring the bell. Great, okay. If it's wrong, um, we'll let you know. Or we won't <laughs> ring the bell. All right. On your mark. Get set. Go. All right. What celebrity is, is associated with social media? Sorry. Start again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time back on the clock. All right. Uh -huh. back yeah. All right. Here we go. What celebrity is associated with social media memes like, hey girl, tonight let's stay in and make Ryan new route. Well, let me finish the question. Because oh, no. <laughs> that's the funny part. Hey girl, let, tonight let's stay in and make new routes and map my run. Yeah. Okay, which is faster at top speeds, a human or a squirrel? A human. Yep. What color is most often worn by runners who win races? Oh, um... Blue. Red. <laughs> um, what is the female equivalent of Clydesdales, the race category for men over 200 pounds? Athena, because I am one. Um, Netflix made this 100-miler in Tennessee famous. Mm -hmm. During it, runners have to bushwhack, navigate, and finish within 60 hours, and very few do. What is it called? I'm not remembering. Barclays. All right. And the last question... Uh, what piece of sports equipment debuted in 2011? That means we're done. But yeah. I get to finish the question. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's how it works, yeah. Uh-huh. And some reason my phone doesn't cancel very well. Okay. Okay, so here's your question. What piece of sports equipment debuted in 2011 and was emblazoned with handcrafted and black diamond Swarovski crystals, gold stud detailing, a removable 18-karat gold zipper featuring a skull skull-shaped gold pole with diamond-encrusted eyes, okay? And it retailed for over $20,000. What piece? a piece of running gear? A piece of sports equipment. Lots of crystals, gold, and some diamond eyes. Um, a sports watch? You got the first word right. Sports bra? Yes! Wow. Wow. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for giving that to me. <laughs> Perhaps not surprisingly, the company who made it, which was called Body Rock Sport, is no longer in business. <laughs> okay, who's going next? Hey, and Dim, do you want me a time to make? You're sure. juggling a lot of things. That's fine. But I, uh, you know what? Actually, I need a time because then I, because you know, the last question is kind of funny, oh, yeah, yeah. so I have to be able to see it. Um, who's going next? I don't catch anything. Oh, come on. Let's. I will go next. Okay, thank you, Adrian <laughs> Martini. Okay. Um, Alex, I'm going to start with the questions at the top because they're a little better. All right. So then we'll I get down. the good questions. All right. No, it's ones that Sarah didn't get to. No. All right, here we go. Uh, from what African country did Ryan and Sarah Hall's daughter, four daughters, come from? Ethiopia. In a beer mile, how many beers do you have to chug? Four. To <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, because every time they describe that, I'm like, oh, God, no. No, no, no. <laughs> um, what does DOMS, the thing we all experience as we hover over a toilet seat two days after a marathon, stand Delayed on? onset muscle soreness. What is the term that yeah. describes a man being passed by a woman in a race? Getting chicked. Which is, fa which is faster at top speeds, a human or a domestic rabbit? I'm going to go with human. <laughs> the domestic rabbit, actually. Oh, seriously? Yep. Huh. Pre-race sex or post-workout sex? Which one is more common? Oh, I thought you were asking. <laughs> uh, Pre-race. Post-workout. Yeah, definitely. 
41 versus 35. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and your last question. The timer just went off. Here's your last question. Um, What is a speedy peed in runner speak? A speedy peed. So many things are going through my head that are so <laughs> inappropriate. Um, a speedy peed. A really quick kid. It is actually the name of a female-only centipede. 13 runners bungeed together in the beta breakers. Oh, nice. Uh, nice yeah. Um, yeah. The men are called velocipedes. And a few rules for all the centipedes, which piqued my what? interest. Um, you get 13 runners plus one floater who runs alongside you, substituting for runners who lose a shoe, drop off the pace, or need to make a pit stop. So you hop in. Um, Twinkie feelers are mandatory. I'm not I'm sure. Sorry, I'm twink- sorry. What is a Twinkie feeler? Well, that's the thing. I, w- I kind of didn't have enough time to d- dive deep on that one. Um, I, are you know, there? Oh, they're like uh, dealy boppers, is what we used to dealy boppers. Call but why are they called Twinkies? Because I think of the. You know, whipped cream encrusted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why delicacy. would you? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, you don't know? Oh, you were just doing that for funsies. Okay. So um, take none of that as real information. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the final segment of each centipede must wear a stinger of appropriate design and toxicity. Oh, I've been a centipede at the Beta Breakers, and they didn't have all these rules back then. This I was think in they're the kind 90s. of fun rules. Oh. I will say that. So there's a competitive category and a fun category. The competitive category. It is the first person to cross the line of a centipede when you get timed, just in case you guys are thinking about forming a we team. Were a, we were dresses like we are in a rowing shell, and we had, we, so we had a PVC piping, and it looked like a rowing shell, and we carried fake oars. Did you have a floater? No, we didn't. We didn't have Twinkie dealy bobbers. <laughs> yeah. All I right, know all right. about this Adrian, I have to say that was very impressive. You really, you yeah. could be good on Jeopardy. Because these questions are kind of jeopardy. You know, here's the scary thing. I have very few real skills, but I can remember <laughs> stupid, stupid stuff. So, Are you saying these questions were stupid? Uh, no. I would never say that. Okay. Never. Okay, Amanda. Are you ready, sister? I'm ready. Okay. I'm getting my timer ready. All right. Um, on your mark. Runner. Get set. Go. What was the first sports bra made out of? Lycra. Oh, this is cotton, this is cotton, infamous. cotton. No, I don't know. Two sp- two jock straps thrown together, sewn together. Oh, two jock straps thrown together. Right. Okay. What holiday in the U.S. brings out the most runners, or should I say, turkey trotters? Let's go with oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, the fourth biggest race in the nation is here in this fair city of Spokane. What's it called? Bloomsday. Yes. How long is it? It's a strange um, distance. Um, Come on, look at the audience. They, they look at you. 12, yeah, I was going to say 12K, right? Yeah. An oft-heard marathon goal is to beat Oprah, who ran the 1994 Marine Corps Marathon. What was her time? Something like 4.30. Yeah. 4.29, we'll give it to you. Okay. All right. Um, which shoe company was the first to introduce a $100 price point on a shoe? Ooh. The end, but yeah, we'll give you that's not the hard that's well, not the fun question i mean nike would be the obvious choice but nike is that what you're going with i'm going with nike i was actually new balance in 1983 new balance wow made in, in the 1983. usa 1983 yep Who it was, was the buying? 990 i think it's that that's that gray swedish mm-hmm. one it is but i bet it's because it was made in the united states i don't know if that's an argument for good or bad we'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> okay it was an argument um okay so here's your fun question what near royal placed 13th as a th- she placed 13th female in the 2016 Great Wall Marathon in China? Is this uh, Pippa? You knew that she was. Wow! An yeah. yeah. Wow! I didn't I'm know. impressed. Yeah. yeah. Pippa Middleton. Yeah. So she ran um, a 4:54. Wow, that's a um, super tough race. Yes. She also has run the 2015 Safari Com Marathon in Kenya, where she mm-hmm. ran a 3:56. She's also finished the 47-mile swim run in Sweden. Adrian, you know all this. I do. Well, it's because I... <laughs> she's nodding her head like... She's like, oh yeah, P- my friend Pippa. Yeah, yeah, my friend Pippa. Yeah, Pippa and I are like this. I'm the tall one. Um, 
No, uh, the, they did a documentary on the Swedish swim run. It's called the Oteo. I yes. really, I have to say, if I come back to running, right? I really want to yeah, do it that. It sounds like yes. a very cool event. Yeah, yeah. every they time I look at it, I'm like, that looks really fun. And then I think, well, I, I can't really swim. So, <laughs> you know, but I could do the running part. And she's also ridden her bike across the U.S., 3,000 miles. So anytime you want to knock at Royal, don't knock Pippa. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so... Um, I forgot to do the last part, but it's kind of fun. Who has an idea? Oh, those, um, oh, and if this comes true by the next podcast. Yes. But we're recording the next podcast tomorrow. Okay. So, you know what? No predictions. <laughs> yeah. We'll predict that tonight we're going to all go have a great sleep and have and, a great day tomorrow. And take home awesome swag bags. Yes. With <laughs> Huge thanks to our sponsors, yeah. SweatX, Goo, Noon, Belega, Trigger Point. Aftershocks. Aftershocks. Yep. Cool core. Cool they, we core. We gave with some good stuff. Okay. Um, did I leave anybody out, though? Because now I feel bad. Because you can't oh. name people and then leave one out. No. Go, go, <laughs> That's hilarious that you remember that, though. Oh. <laughs> it makes packing lunches so much easier. <laughs> um, um, no, but thank you to Spokane for hosting us. And yes, to absolutely. Fleet, and to Fleet Feet Sports Spokane. Absolutely. Thank you, you guys, for playing along, for um, being good sports, and wait, wait for the inspiration, and um, many happy miles to everybody here and listening. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned for a big announcement, because in the next um, couple weeks, we're going to be announcing our first of at least two 2018 retreats. Yes, yes. Um, and I should mention, this is really important, this podcast is a member of the ACAST Network, and our show today was produced in Spokane, Washington, by Mr. Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. <laughs> and thanks, thanks to Dimity McDowell for putting together a very clever show. Yes, very good. 